Good morning, afternoon, evening, and good night. It's the EIC Podcast. I'm the editor-in-chief of the Amherst Wire, Jonathan Kerma. I'm back after a long break. Uh, it's the second week of the semester. Um, so yeah, over my break, I, uh, I went to Ghana, Africa. Um, that's where uh, my father actually lived and all of his family. And uh, during that time, um, funny enough, it actually also happened to be an event called the Year of Return, uh, where um, all... Africans across the across the globe uh, return back to to Ghana um, to kind of uh, indulge in the culture. And you know, when I went, I I didn't know anything about the event, so I ended up going kind of after the event occurred. Um, but I was able to interview a uh, local Joy FM journalist, Maxwell Agbagba, um, about the event that you know took place. Well, I know the Year of Return um, was an initiative that was launched by the current president, um, Nadan Kwakufuado, and um, it, it's part of efforts to get the African, I mean, to get Africans living in the diaspora to reconnect to their roots, you know, um, here um, in Ghana. And um, that's how come we have the year of return. And even now that the year of return has officially ended, um, they just launched another one, which is beyond the return. Mm. So after the year of return, we now have beyond the return. Is, Be- that, is that this following year? Or? No. So so now we are in the beyond the return period. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it also has a similar objectives, but it looks more of more at how, you know, persons... Africans living in the diaspora can come back to Ghana, you know, to help in terms of, you know, uh, um, to help the economy, to invest in the economy, like attracting them back home, you know, to come and help. Um, the year of return essentially was looking at how Africans living in the diaspora would come back to Ghana to reconnect, you know, um, to, 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 to their roots, I mean, where they came from. You know, so that really inspired the year of return in you know, the concept by um, President um, Ekufuadu. Maxwell went on to talk about the economic success of the year of return. And a lot of people have described it as very successful. The president himself has described it as a very, you know, successful um, event. Personally, um, I had some interactions with uh, um, some of the ministers, actually, um, I spoke to the tourism, culture, and arts minister Barbara Tinjisi, and he was she was telling me that um, the year of return has actually injected um, 1.9 billion dollars into Ghana's tourism sector. Wow. Yeah. So um, we had a lot more people, you know, coming into Ghana. Um, sometime in December, there was talk about reaching a number of. 1 million visitors, you know, coming to Ghana because of the year of return. Um, the time that I spoke to her, that was sometime last month, she talked about um, 750,000, you know, people coming to Ghana just because of the year of return. And we've seen a 40% increase in the number of tourists, you know, who come to Ghana. So, I mean, yeah, we have tourists coming to the country, but because of the year of return, we've had about, um, f- we've had 40% increase yeah in the number that we used to see you know in previous um years so yeah it's been largely largely um uh, um successful and when i spoke to the minister she talked about um 1.9 billion dollars into ghana's tourism sector later we went on to discuss the festivals and events that took place during the year of return 
Well, for um, for the event, we had um, Afrochella. You know, Afrochella was at the um, LWAC Sports Stadium. You had a lot of people from the diaspora who had returned to Ghana, you know, converging there, having fun, being treated to some good music. We had A-list artists, you know, who were there and performed to all of them. In fact, Boris Kujo, Boris Kujo was actually there um, with his wife. Uh, there were other top, 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 top people, you know, um, who were there at the LWAC Sports Stadium just to enjoy, you know, the African vibe, you know, sort of African music, the African, you know, um, craft, the African um, clothes, designs, shoes, and all of those things. So that happened at Afrochella. Another one um, that was uh, that happened was um, Afro Nation. Afro Nation was really big at the Laboma Beach. Um, on the coastal lines of Accra, you know, it happened. There was a, it's a big festival actually, and it's the first time it was happening um, in Ghana. Afro Nation first one happened in Portugal, and then the second one, um, Afro Nation Ghana happened in Ghana. It was a four-day, you know, festival. We had big, big artists. Whiskey was one of the headline artists. The video was one of the headline artists. Burner Boy, um, Shatawale. Like, we had A-list artists, you know, who were all there to perform, you know, to um, to a lot of people who went to the beach for the four days, you know, to attend the festival. Um, another event that happened um, was the Dirty Rave, although not an official year of return um, um, event, but the artist Mr. Easy tried to connect it to um, the year of return. So um, we had Dirty Rave. I was personally at Dirty Rave, and oh, it was crazy. I mean, <laughs> Rick Ross, you know, Rick Ross was there, you know. Thousands of people, you know, gathered to have fun. Rick Ross was there. He was the, uh, I mean, he was one of the headline artists. Uh, Mr. Easy himself performed. Sarkozy was there. I mean, all the big people you can think of. And, I mean, it was quite exciting seeing our friends who have returned from the diaspora, you know, mixed with the African people, have a good time, share drinks together, um, you know, uh, 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 have conversations together, you know, and, uh, I mean, basically enjoy life. You know, um, together. So it was a great event. Dirty Reef was a great event. Um. While there was plenty of partying during the year of return, there was also plenty of ceremonies, monuments, and attractions to visit in Ghana. During my time there, I went on a canopy walk as well as uh, visiting the, the Cape Coast Castle. Um, the Almina and the Cape Coast Castle um, are like one of the shipping points, you know, when slavery started about 400 years ago. It was one of the shipping points of. Uh, I mean the slaves. So when the, the when the guys, when the foreigners, when the white folks buy the slaves, this is where they keep them. You know, they keep them for some time before they are transported. You know, across the um, across the ocean and then taken to the Americas to go and work on the um, cotton plantations and all of that. A lot of them were more treated at this place. So when you go there, you find dark dungeons. You know, so a big thick structure. With just a small piercing, I should call it, you know, and that's supposed to be the point of ventilation for the hundreds of Africans who were kept in those rooms. So those Africans were actually captured by the, uh, by, by these slave merchants, and they transported them to the Cape Coast and Elmina castles. So the Elmina and the Cape Coast castles were more or less the waiting points, you know, um, for for the slaves who were captured. And they were more treated, you know, in these structures. And if you go there, you know, you still can feel, you know, that vibe, like, in there. 
you know how difficult it is it was for a lot of people so for um, persons who came back to Ghana for the year of return a lot of them go in there very strong they come out like very emotional because I mean it's it's a difficult experience for a lot of people Steve Harvey you know was in Ghana he was at the Elmina castle in the Cape Coast castle came out and he just sat on the stairs you know uh, of the Cape Coast castle just sat down and then started weeping because um, emotionally it was draining and um, it's quite a remarkable experience um, for some of these um, you know our brothers because this is the first time you get they're getting to feel what their ancestors went through the kind of more treatments that you know uh, um, they went through how they were chained some of the shackles and chains that were used on them are still there at the Cape Coast Castle and they saw it with their own eyes had that experience went through the door of no return so the door of no return I mean if you go there that inscription is still there the door of no return but the only difference now is that they can walk through that door and return you know 400 years ago it wasn't the case you go through that door there's a ship docked waiting for you you get on that ship and that's it your ties with your families with your brothers and sisters in africa have been cut that's it you're no longer going to see them so that was the door of no return but many of them who returned now in the 21st century went through that door of return but were able to return you know so it was quite significant you know for a, a lot a lot of a lot of people you know who visited yeah to wrap up our conversation uh maxwell explained why all africans lost in the diaspora should return to ghana and africa at some point in their life yeah they should return because um africa you know and um, ghana has a lot you know to um to offer you know a lot of the people that i speak to a lot of diasporans that i speak to um told me that look it feels so comfortable, you know, to be home. It feels so peaceful, you know, to be home. One of her friends that I interacted with, Enima, actually was telling me that if she's walking on the streets of New York and she hears, um, you know, a siren, a siren, you know, sometimes her heart would miss a bit, you know. But here in Ghana, I mean, she's okay. She's so fine. She feels at home. She'd hear a siren. I was like, oh, that's, you know, she'd see police officers and she would not be terrified by you know the police officers but elsewhere i mean you see police officers you're scared you have to you know like a lot of things run through the mind so it's more like um ghana is the oasis of peace provides you know um that comfort and you know they can grow here in ghana and the and the climate is also actually um, um very peaceful for businesses you know if you look at ghana for instance ghana is one of the most peaceful countries in the sub region you know, we have a very good climate for businesses to to blossom. If you want to start a business, this is the place, you know, um, to start because the atmosphere is right. The atmosphere is just good. And a lot of the people here are also welcoming, very hospitable people waiting to, you know, receive our brothers, you know, um, and sisters. And this is the only place where you can be, you know, be looking, your head wouldn't be looking over your shoulders. I mean, this is where you call home. No matter what you do, this is where you call home. You know, so for persons living in the diaspora, I would want to urge them, you know, to come back, you know, to Ghana. Even if you'd want to stay out there and be doing stuff, yeah, you can stay out there and be going about your normal businesses. But make sure, like, you have an investment, you know, here in Ghana. Make sure you do something positive that can also help your brothers and sisters, you know, um, back here at home. Yeah. Awesome. Thank mm. you so much, man.
So this portion of the podcast is dedicated to Kobe Bryant, his daughter, uh, Jana Bryant, and the other people on the helicopter that crashed on Sunday, January 26th. Um, Like many others today, I'm still grieving and attempting to process the passing of my all-time favorite athlete. Um, This was the first passing of someone I never met uh, that I have to admit that I shed tears over. Um, For me, Kobe Bryant wasn't just an athlete. He was really a hero to me. He was the personification of hard work and determination, and really, he was just beyond an overachiever. I remember Game 7 of the 2010 NBA Finals when I was like 11 years old, struggling to stay up past my bedtime as Kobe attempted to lead the Lakers to their 16th title, and while he shot terribly that game, he rebounded from the from the two-guard spot like a maniac. You know, I've never seen someone that just really wanted to win like Kobe. Um, I remember watching him carry the old underachieving Lakers in 2012 and 2013 until really his his wheels literally fell off. Um, I remember going to my first NBA game in Los Angeles, watching him score 40 points against the Trailblazers in the Staples Center. Um, That was just amazing to me, and I was so thankful to be able to say, you know, I witnessed Kobe score 40. Um, I remember um, yelling his name with every paper brick I missed in that hoop that you call a trash can. Um, More than anything, I remember the year he retired in 2016. But fittingly, the man I had watched throughout my youth would be retiring the same year I transitioned from high school to the beginning of adulthood in college. I even wrote a poem about Kobe that year that I'm not going to share with you guys today. Um, like every other Lakers fan, I was looking forward to seeing, you know, the, the mogul that Kobe would become, you know, he'd already snatched him an Oscar. Um, and I was just interested, interested to see where else he would go as well as watch his daughter go, go on to probably dominate in the WNBA and, and probably, you know, change the way women's basketball is viewed by many men. Um, but yeah, it's one thing I learned from all of this is life is short. You know, I've heard that that expression before, but it really when when someone that impacted your life like this passes, you really start to realize it. And I guess, you know, we as humans will never know what our day what day is our last. So, like Kobe, um we got to remember to, you know, work passionately at whatever your craft is and strive to live and and make an impact on the lives of others around you just as Kobe did. Um, And I guess to to wrap all this up, uh, I just want to say thank you, Kobe Bean Bryant. I will never forget you. Um, The NBA will never forget you. Um, America won't forget you. The world won't forget you. Uh, Thank you.